our service this morning was obviously meant to be a normal Mother's Day service. Um, Gemma was going to speak and she had an awesome message prepared and um, we asked her just to pop that on hold um, because we thought it would be really good for us to share a little bit about, you know, what should our response be as Christians to uh, the COVID-19 thing uh, that's going on? What is it that we need to do? How should we act? And so on, and um, and uh, inspired by a, a talk that I heard a couple of days ago, I thought it'd be good to to share um, a little bit. So we're going to read this morning from uh, Matthew chapter fourteen, uh, Matthew chapter fourteen, and this is verse twenty-two um, through to uh, let's have a look, verse um, thirty-one. So I'm going to read that um, to you this morning, and then um, give you a little bit of context, and then explain why we're talking about it. So. Matthew chapter 14, verses 22, this is Jesus walking on the water. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and to go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, being buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples, I love the way the Bible just says, like Jesus was walking on the lake. It's hilarious. Um, When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Do not be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come said Jesus. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. So just a little bit of context for this. Um, the first word in uh, what we read was immediately afterwards. Um, so Jesus and his disciples had just fed 5,000 people um, through the miraculous provision of Jesus. Five loaves, two fish, 5,000 men plus others. And uh, the disciples must have just been absolutely amazed And I just imagine at this moment that the disciples were kind of like just talking about Jesus as they get into the boat, as they're sent away by Jesus. I I just that the the topic of conversation on that boat must have been, wow, did you see that? Did you see what Jesus did? And uh, their faith levels must have been so high at this point. They're kind of, you know, you get those kind of moments, don't you, where God does something amazing in your life or miraculous and and your your faith in him just gets stronger and you're like, yeah, nothing's going to knock me down. Nothing is going to affect this. And then they get into the boat. Remember that lots of these disciples were, were fishermen and they were people that, you know, would have been used to crossing the Sea of Galilee on, on boats and so on. And in they get and they start going across and there in the middle of the night, the storm comes. And it says, doesn't it, in, in God's word there that they were being buffeted by the waves. 
and they were afraid. It was a real fear, you know, the, the boat could have capsized, something could have happened to them, um, you know, the, the, the boat could have um, fought, you know, tipped over, they could have all been drowned. It was a real fear that they had. And where was Jesus in the middle of all of this? He'd sent them away. And I wonder if, you know, maybe they were thinking, oh, if only was Jesus here, if only Jesus was here, it would be okay. If only Jesus was here, we could trust in him. Where is Jesus in the middle of our fear? Where is Jesus in the middle of the storm? You know, as Mike said at the beginning, he's still here. That's exactly where he is. Meanwhile, Jesus, he, he's finished praying and there he goes, kind of, he, he crosses the lake. He walks across the lake. And I love the fact that the Bible just doesn't make a big thing of this. Jesus just decides to go out to them and starts walking across the water towards the boat. Because the miraculous is ordinary for God. That's who he is. He's a miraculous God. He does things which are outside of our comprehension. If Jesus wants to, he can walk on water. And that's amazing. Let's not limit God to what he can and cannot do. And so there they are. They're in the boat, absolutely bricking themselves. Um, they're, they're, they're absolutely afraid of this. And they think they're going to die. And to make things worse, what happens? They look up and they're walking across the water towards them. They see something. They don't know who it is. They're blinded by their fear. They don't recognize Jesus. And they start to cry out, oh no, it's a ghost. And to add on to their, the, the fact that they are absolutely terrified by everything that's going on, the real fear that they've got of drowning, all of a sudden they now have this imaginary fear of, uh, of being attacked or whatever they think is going to happen by a ghost. I don't even know if they believed in ghosts, but you know, what other explanation was there to see this figure walking towards them across the water? I wonder what Jesus was thinking at this point. I wonder whether he had a little smile on his face because he knew how it ended. Because Jesus knows how everything ends. He knows how it starts. He knows the middle. He knows our stories inside out. And we can trust him with this. He knows that at the end of this story, the disciples' fear is going to be turned into faith. Their, their trust in him, their faith in him is going to grow even in the middle of the storm. He knows the ending and we can trust him because he is God. He turns their fear into an amazing opportunity for faith. And so there's three things that Jesus says to them as they approach the boat. Um, it says in the Bible, James is just going to put it up on the screen for me, just the first um, screen, James. Uh, they were terrified and they were terrified to what happens. Jesus, let's have a look, immediately said to them and he said to them three things. And three things, three points that I want to share with you this morning. I'm just going to read that verse um, to you and then we'll go through those points one by one. Jesus, it's verse, uh, chapter 14, verse 27. Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. What does it mean to take courage? 
You know, in the storm that the disciples had found themselves in, how could they take courage? In the middle of everything that's happening in our communities, across our country, across the world today, how can we possibly take courage? Well, take courage means this. It means to have confidence have confidence and and I guess we could we could think about you know what should we have confidence in in these days should we have confidence in the NHS well they're doing an amazing job but they don't know everything do we have confidence in our government and in Boris Johnson um well they're doing a great job but they're just people Should we have confidence in our church leadership team and and ministers and pastors and vicars and, and, and so on? Right the way across the world. Well, we're here for you. But we're still, Ashley's shaking his head. No, don't have confidence in us. <laughs> um, we're here for you. But we, we might let you down because we're only human. So should we have confidence in ourselves? Well, yeah, sure. Some of us have got some great abilities, but we're only human. So what is it that we should have confidence in? It's like Jesus is saying in this moment, just steady yourselves for a moment. Take confidence, not in yourselves, not in other people, but take confidence in me because I can be trusted. Focus on me in this situation. Because if there's one thing that's constant, if there's one thing that never changes, if there's one thing that we can trust in, it is God. Because God always has been, he always will be. God is the same yesterday, today and forever. He is our rock in our times of trouble. You know, what Jesus is not saying in all of this is just have a a positive mental attitude. He's not saying that, although it's good to stay positive. He's saying take courage because there is a foundation that can be trusted. And that foundation is Jesus. Take courage in Jesus. Look at me and realise who I am. That's what Jesus is saying. The disciples, they were scared. They thought it was a ghost. They didn't recognize that Jesus was there for them in this situation. And yet, Jesus is. Just the same as he is there for us in this situation. Just the same that he is there for us, whether we're stuck at home, whether we're in the youth lounge in Romney Chapel, whether we're at work as NHS workers, whether we, you know, we're doing essential jobs. Jesus is there for us. But we need to look at him and realise who he is. There's no need to be scared because Jesus is right there for us. So that's the first thing, to take courage, to have confidence. And the second thing is, Jesus says, it is I. And now whenever I read, um, whenever I read uh, this this little statement from Jesus, it makes me laugh. And and I'll tell you the reason why. Um, I used to watch A Lower Low a lot when I was a kid. In fact, I've got the box set of all nine series. If anybody ever wants to borrow it whilst you're in lockdown, um, then feel free. And there's a character on there who is working for the French Resistance. And his, um, his disguise is simply a pair of glasses. And he says this, he goes, it is I, Leclerc. 
And that's literally what he does to show people who he is as if a pair of glasses is going to disguise him. But maybe in people's fear, in this moment for the disciples, even though Jesus wasn't in disguise, they didn't recognise him until he spoke. And he spoke some really powerful words. In fact, if you look at the, um, the, the phrase, it is I, it can be translated as this. I am. I am. Now, for those of you who've been around Romney Chapel for the last couple of weeks and months, you'll know that the first Sunday of the month we'll be, we've done our all-in thing. And we've been talking about some statements from John's Gospel that Jesus has made. And we've done this so far. I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then last, a couple of Sundays ago, we did, uh, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I am. Really powerful words from Jesus. In fact, when Jesus said these words, the Pharisees and the leaders, uh, religious leaders of the day, they wanted to stone Jesus. Why? Because when Jesus said, I am, he was claiming to be God. Go back to Moses in the Old Testament and, uh, and God is telling Moses, go to Pharaoh, tell him to let my people go. And Moses says, who shall I say has sent me? And God replies, tell them I am has sent you. I am. It's the name of God. It's the, the Greek phrase, I am. Jesus said these words to reassure the disciples in their time of distress, in their time of worry. He reminds them of who he is. There is power in the name of Jesus. Jesus is creator. He was there right before the beginning of of time. Jesus is our saviour and he is our sustainer. He made the universe. He has real power. We can trust in him. And when Jesus shows up, we have nothing to worry about. He understands not just the massive universe that he created, but he understands us. He understands us down to a molecular level. The the atoms that hold us together were things that Jesus made. And so when there's a storm, he understands how it happens. When there's coronavirus... He understands how it works and it doesn't phase him. Why? Because he's bigger. He's bigger than the universe. He's bigger than our fears. He's bigger than the storm that the disciples were in and he is way bigger than coronavirus. He's bigger than anything and anyone. And in this moment, I want to reassure you that he's not just the creator but he is our saviour. When we put our trust in him, then we can have hope, hope of life eternal. When we, when we cry out to God and ask him to save us through, the, through Jesus dying on the cross for, the, for being punished for our sins, for rising again and sitting in glory with God. When we trust God as our Lord and as our saviour, we can have confidence in him. And because of that, that means that we don't have anything to worry about. Because nothing can separate me from the love of Jesus. No sword, angel, demon, illness. We can rest in him because that is where our confidence is. That is where our hope is. That is where our joy is. And nothing can take that away from us. And then the last thing. Do 
not be afraid. And I just want to read through some Bible verses for this one. Don't be afraid. Why don't we need to be afraid? Well, Joshua 1 verse 9 says this. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged. Why? For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And and this great verse here in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. In other words, if you are overwhelmed by fear, that is not from God. Take your eyes off that fear. Cry out to Jesus the same as as Peter did when he was sinking in that water and say, Jesus, I need you in this and our prayers will not return to him void. Fear is not from God. Fear is not from God. In Psalm 55, 22, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He'll never let the righteous fall. Psalm 23, verse 4, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So what do we do? We fix our eyes on Jesus. We, we trust him in every circumstance. And you know what happened when Peter and the disciples did this? Peter's faith rose and he said, well, if it's really you, Lord, let, let something amazing happen. And, and he said, let me walk on water towards you. And, and Jesus calls him out of the boat. And miraculous things happen. Yeah, sure, Peter has this moment where he takes his eyes off Jesus, but then he cries out to him again and, and Jesus saves him. And that's like us, isn't it? You know, sometimes life is does this thing where our faith is up and it's down. But I want to encourage you in, in all of this to trust in Jesus, to fix your eyes on him. And we don't know what miraculous things that Jesus is going to do in the middle of the storm. You know, this story ends with Peter um, being thrown onto the boat by Jesus, Jesus stepping onto the boat, and then it says the wind and the waves were calm. The storm ended and Jesus was still with them. This too will end. The coronavirus is not forever. But in the meantime, keep looking up. Keep looking to Jesus. Keep trusting him. Keep looking out for each other. Ring your friends, message them, join in with with this on a Sunday morning, with our Zoom um, Facebook uh, um, home group on a Thursday. But let's keep returning our focus to Jesus day after day, hour after hour. And let's cry out to him and say, Lord, save me. Because if we're in Jesus, then we are safe. I'm going to leave you with a video um, and, um, that uh, Di Woolridge um, posted on Facebook last night. It's a beautiful video um, just about a Christian's response uh, to COVID-19. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a really good Sunday and I hope that you've enjoyed our um, Sunday service um, this morning. If you've got any feedback for us, if you want to deliver any of these leaflets, then get in touch. Um, but otherwise, have a really blessed Sunday. I'm going to pray and then we're going to watch the video together. Um, Father God, I thank you that we can always trust you. Father, thank you that our courage comes from you and not from our own strength and our abilities. Father, thank you that you are the great I am, that there is power in your name and that we have no reason to be afraid because we can always trust in you. 
So Father, be with us, each and every one of us, in whatever state we find ourselves. Help us to love our neighbours, to love you, to encourage each other and to be there for each other. But Father, most of all, we thank you that you are always there, that you're still on the throne, that we can still depend on you and we have no reason to fear because of you. So Lord, I pray that you will bless the church here at Romney Chapel, bless our community. In Jesus' name, amen.